Welcome to the Kenosha City Church Christmas Day Special. Enjoy worship, read a book with Pastor Will, and learn about the Christmas story with Pastor Andy.
Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town that King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found that every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeeper would tell them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? 
Soon Mary's baby would come, and they needed a place to go. They wouldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the chickens stayed. And there in the stable, amongst the chickens, donkeys, and cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. And Mary and Joseph wrapped him to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. Because, of course, he had. That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the others look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born to be like a spotlight, shining on him, lighting up the darkness and showing the people the way back to Jesus. You see, God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd been waiting all these long years for this very moment. And now he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. He's come. Go and see him, my little boy. You see, God sent his choir to a little hillside outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to a raggedy old bunch of shepherds who were watching their sheep just outside of Bethlehem. And as they turned around, standing in front of them was a huge warrior of the light, blazing in the darkness, so much so that they had to say, don't be afraid. The bright shining man would say, I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone everywhere, because today, in David's town in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. The shepherds put out their fire, they left their sheep, and they raced into town until at last they reached that quiet little stable. They caught their breath and then quietly tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor because they had heard about this promised child, and now he was here, heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be the bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away the darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. Well, Merry Christmas, Kenosha City Church. Again, my name is Andy, and I'm so happy to spend Christmas morning with you. And it's been a buildup. The buildup to Christmas is undeniable. Some of you started in September, didn't you? I know for our family, we start on November the 12th. The reason why I know the date is our youngest, Graham. Uh, his birthday is on November the 11th. And after that, it is full bore, 100% Christmas. We put up the lights. We put the tree in our living room. We, we decorate multiple uh, rooms in the house. You probably do some of that as well. Uh, you see the buildup for Christmas in society, whether it be the 24-hour Christmas music on the radio, TV stations and streaming services. They go wall-to-wall -wall Christmas movies. Uh, in fact, one of our neighbors, they have this blow-up uh, snowman in the front yard, and beginning on day 30, of 30 days prior to Christmas, we see a countdown finally goes to 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Right now it says zero because it's Christmas, right? The buildup is undeniable. But something happens today. Oh, yes, today. This afternoon for many of you, 
Your mind's gonna shift, and I hated this as a kid. Christmas is over. That's right. In fact, I remember uh, my family, we would be opening up Christmas presents with my grandpa, and before we were even done uh, opening up our Christmas presents, he'd be taking the garland off the tree. I'm like, Grandpa, stop, it's still Christmas. It seems like an absolute bummer, but I wanna tell you this today. For, the, for you Christmas lovers, you're gonna love this, but listen, Christmas doesn't stop today. This is day one of living out the reality that Jesus Christ has come to make us new. In fact, uh, this is our main idea this morning. This is what I want us to think about. Christ is king in every season. Christ is king of every season. And so let's, let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the, the days after the manger. Uh, we don't often read these stories. Let's go right after the manger and see what happens and see that Christ indeed is king of every season. Number one, what we're going to find this morning is this, is that Christmas is not about the sentimental. It's about your salvation. It's not about feeling sentimental. It's about your salvation. We see this in Luke chapter two, verse 21. Let's read it together. When the eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. It was declared to Mary and Joseph that their son, who's gonna be born miraculously by a virgin, Virgin Mary, was gonna be named Jesus. But you'll notice here in the text this morning, something that's so easily just to pass over, is that Jesus actually wasn't named Jesus until his eighth day. Until eight days when he was circumcised, he was named Jesus. Now this wasn't typical. Typically in culture, they would name their child right away on day one, uh, and they would name their child after their father. Well, Jesus wasn't named Joseph, he was named Jesus. Why? Because Jesus was born miraculously. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was, he, he was born by a virgin. Joseph wasn't his earthly father. Uh, he had a heavenly father in heaven. And so his name was Jesus. And Jesus really brought meaning and mission to what he was going to do, the God man, fully, fully God, fully man. What he was gonna do on this earth, he was gonna save the sins of the world. Literally, Jesus means the Lord is salvation. So his name brought very purpose of what he was to do, to save the sins of the world. Jesus was not gonna be just sentimental or just a feel-good moment for the world. He is a miracle and was gonna take away the sins of the world that we could be made right with God. So Christmas is a reminder of what we've been saved from, that is our sins, and it's a reminder of what we've been saved into, that is to be followers of Jesus Christ. When you place your faith in Christ, your sins are forgiven, your life is made new to live life anew. And this was anticipated. It was anticipated by, yes, wise men, we know them, but it was anticipated by somebody else that maybe you just gloss over if you read the story. His name's Simeon. And what we learn from Simeon is that Christmas is not about what you give, it's about what we receive from Christ. It's what he gave. In Luke chapter 2, 25 through 32, it says this. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation. And the Holy Spirit was on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Jesus' circumcision was eight days after his birth. And then came the day of his purification. This was a Jewish ritual, which took 33 days. Which means after the day of purification, 33 days, 
they could go to the temple to be dedicated. So Jesus was dedicated on February the 11th. And on February the 11th, uh, as Jesus was being dedicated, this old man named Simeon saw him and knew exactly who he was. What we see in the text here is that Simeon was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he received from the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And the moment he laid his eyes on Jesus, he knew the Messiah had come. And he had come not just to save the sins of Israel, but the world. Look at this, verse 27. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms and praised God. And he said, now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. He saw the Savior in so much, he said, I can go now. I've seen the Messiah that was promised. And we see here that Jesus Christ, he, it's, not about what, uh, it's not about what you give, but what he gave. That's what Christmas is all about, right? It's he gave you everything. He didn't come to be a political solution. He didn't come for the economics. He didn't come for you to come to be a therapeutic savior. He is salvation for your sins, sins that separate you from Almighty God. And it is for anybody and everybody who places their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone. Jesus was gonna give what nobody else or nothing else can offer. And this is Christmas the reality that guides the entire course of our life, that he is the king of every season of our life. Christ is king of every season. So our response this morning is this. If you've never made Jesus Christ your savior, if you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, if you've never personally placed your faith and trust in him alone, this is what you need to do right now. Tell Jesus Christ that you, are, that you confess your sins before him, that you realize that you're lost without him, Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you from your sins. He rose from the dead. When you place your faith and trust in him alone as the only way to be saved from your sins, the Bible says you indeed are saved. And if you are somebody who has placed your faith and trust in Jesus, what area of your life is Christ not king? Because remember, the reality of Christmas isn't just relegated to one day on the calendar. It's every day. So with that, let's reflect in our lives and let's let Christmas rule in our lives every single day of the year. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you so much for our church. Thank you for every per person that is uh, listening right now and watching right now. And we thank you utmost for Jesus, that he is the greatest gift that we can have. Thank you that you died on the cross, saving us from our sins. Thank you that you rose from the dead. And thank you that we have the privilege to follow you now. May you be king in every area of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to know more about Kenosha City Church, then check us out online at kenosha.church or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Kenosha City Church. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to follow us so that you never have to miss an episode. At Kenosha City Church, we are not perfect people, but real people being made new through Jesus.